Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Good closers are like fish who make sure they have all of their conversations in the water. Great all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to be a closer. I'll get into where that's coming from and where it's going in a minute first. Let me remind everyone that I send out a daily motivation text message. This is a message that is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point every single day. I'll give it to you for free every day to your phone. As long as you keep paying your phone bill, you don't have to pay a bill to me. Just pay your phone bill so you get actually get text messages. All you got to do to get this text is text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. The message is free every single day. You can even respond to any one of those messages and engage in conversation with me. Ask anybody who already is in it, and they'll tell you that this is true. So send a text to that number, 305-384-6894, every day when I send out the daily motivation. Since you're in my text community, you will be receiving it. The number is listed below in the show notes as well if I said it too fast for you. Now, get into the topic, how to be a closer. There's a training I did that is available in Working Your Game University. It's called Selling 101, where I go over the four steps of selling. And the reason why this training matters so much is because a lot of people only tell you the first three steps of selling. They forget the four step, three steps, or they tell you some form of three steps. They leave out what I describe as the four step. The four steps of selling are very simple. First of all, you must identify a need or a problem that other people have. Number two, you either create or you obtain access to the solution to people's problems. Number three, you present the solution. In other words, let them know that you have a solution to their problem. And this is usually where people stop. That third part is what people usually call selling. All right, this is where you tell people that you have a solution to a problem that they have. So if somebody wants to lose weight, you may tell them that you're a personal trainer and you can help people lose weight. You have access to a gym and you got this nutrition program and you've helped a bunch of people lose weight and then you stop talking and then you hope that they buy from you. That's selling. But understand that there's another step to selling. It's called closing. Closing is when you get people to actually take action on the thing that you have sold them on. See, 
understand something. You could sell somebody on an idea or a concept or a product and they still won't actually do anything. See, selling is just letting people know that you have the thing. Closing is when you get people to take action in order to get the thing, to acquire the thing. So if I let you know that I'm a personal trainer and I can help you lose 100 pounds in the next three weeks, I still have to ask for the sale and ask you to actually pay me or sign up for my program or buy my weight loss blaster 3000 weight loss powder, whatever it's going to be. I still have to ask you for the thing. All right, this is the last step is asking for the sale. Understand that closing, folks, is a series of, it requires a certain amount of skill. It also requires a certain mentality. And those are not always the exact same thing. So today is about a combination of both. We're going to start with the mindset, then we can build on top of it with the actions. And understand that this episode, I'm speaking from the framework of a actual salesperson who is actually making sales, meaning you're exchanging some kind of product or service for money. But understand everything I'm talking about here can be applied metaphorically to anything in life in which you are trying to sell anyone or anything, even if it's just an idea. So let's get into it. Point number one, topic once again is how to be a closer. Number one thing you must do if you want to be a closer in life, and I think everybody wants to be a closer, person who can finish the deal and get things done, is ask for the sale. Whatever it may be, you must ask for the close. If you want someone to take an action, understand this. People do not take action just because you presented them with information that you think should lead to in common sense, quote unquote, everybody likes to call things common sense when they understand it. You think common sense would say they should take action and do something. But understand, human beings, first of all, we are all creatures of habit and we have this thing called inertia, which states an object in motion shall remain in motion or an object not in motion shall remain not in motion until or unless acted upon by an outside force. In other words, what that means is this. People just continue to do what they've already been doing. So if someone has a problem, often they have a problem because they haven't been doing something. They have not been taking a certain action. So when you have a solution that would solve their problem, here's what needs to happen. You need to get that inertia going in the opposite direction from where it's going. Right now, their inertia is that they're not doing anything about the problem. You need to get them to a state where they are doing something about the problem, which requires an outside force to move them to change their state. Guess who the outside force is? No, it's not them. It's you. You are the salesperson. This is the close. The close is you asking a person to take an action that they were not taking five minutes ago that is going to change their situation. In order to get the close, you must let them know that you have the thing. You must ask for them to take the action for the thing. And you got to let them know why doing so is going to benefit them. This is all part of the closing process that is within the sales process. Any of you who sells anything, you understand this. And any of you who sells anything, you probably had a situation where you presented the thing, you sold, you told them about your solution to the problem that they have, but you failed to ask for the sale or you simply didn't have the tools to ask for the sale. So you didn't ask for it. And even though it might have been clear they even needed it, might even wanted the thing that you were selling because you didn't have the tools to ask for the clothes or you didn't logically understand or emotionally understand asking for the clothes, you didn't do it. And therefore you missed out on the sale. That person bought something. They just didn't buy it from you. This is what happens when you don't ask for the sale is that you miss opportunities. And again, I told you I'm speaking from the frame of actual selling like in business. But many of you can probably think of right now, many times in your life, many situations in your life where this can be beneficial even outside of the realm of business. You want someone to take an action, but you are not clear. I'm talking about really, really clear, articulating what you want them to do. And because you don't articulate it, they just don't do it. And look, they might even know that they could do it, but they're going to make you say it. And if you're uncomfortable saying it, then it's not going to happen. 
Any of you experienced this before? I'm sure you have. Give you an example. I was on a phone call with a company recently. And this company was selling a product that I actually liked. What a salesperson was representing a company that sold a product that I actually liked and that I may eventually buy. By the time you hear this episode, I may have bought the product anyway. But let me tell you what happened in the conversation. In the conversation, salesperson had a pretty good process. They were following the system, which is good. We talked about me and you know, they told me about themselves. We talked about me, whatever my challenges were, et cetera. I was a qualified prospect for what they were selling. Let's put it that way. And a woman, I will say it was a woman I was talking to. She told me the prices of the product. Well, it was one price of the product. Well, different ways to pay for it, but one price. But here's what she didn't do. In the course of this conversation, we talked for about an hour. This woman never explicitly asked me to buy. She told me about the product. She asked me questions about me. She told me how the product could solve my issues. You notice the four steps. She already knew that I had a certain problem that her product could solve because I raised my hand as a qualified prospect. All right. Then she talked about the fact that she had access to, she hadn't created, but she had access to the solution. In other words, I will sell you this thing that will solve your problem, Mr. Baldwin. Then she told me all the good stuff about the product. That's step one, step two, step three of selling. But she never got to step four. She never said, Dre, will you buy this product for X number of dollars? She never actually said it. She had actually said it. I might have bought, but she didn't say it. And guess what? I didn't buy. And she might end up losing a sale because of it. Now, maybe, like I said, I may end up buying this product anyway, because I actually like the product. So I may end up buying it anyway. But the fact that she hesitated to make the sale means her money will hesitate to get to her pocket, even if I do buy. If I buy, I'll still buy from her. She was a good salesperson. She was not a good closer. Understand the difference? Since she never explicitly asked me to buy, she wasn't able to make the sale. Could that be part of the reason why? I think so. Gentlemen, when you go out and you are at a bar or a club or the mall and you meet a girl who you're interested in, you can't just stand there and smile at the girl because she's probably not going to make the move to close most of the time. If you want that girl's contact information or you want to go on a date or you want her phone number, what do you got to do? You must ask for it. You have to close. You have to close and you got to go and take the thing that you want. Not only take it like by force, but take it as in you must take control of the situation and move people along to the step that you want to take them to. You have to be able to close. A couple of resources that I'll give you on a concept of closing that, again, are based around business closing, but you can use these principles in anything. A classic version or a modern version is Grant Cardone has a book called The Closer's Survival Guide. Really good book. I would suggest you get the audio version because he speaks it out and talks through them. Really good stuff. I've listened to that audio book probably 50 times. And then you have uh, Zig Ziglar has a book called Secrets of Closing the Sale, which is a classic. He actually created it as a course and he taught it as a live course. And, but he recorded all the audio and then you can get that as an audio book. You can actually find that on YouTube also. So go look up both of those. And I would suggest you read both. Any of you who wants to get better at closing the deal in anything you do that involves human beings doesn't have to be an exchange for money. It's any kind of close. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is how to be a closer. Number two, you must control and direct the situation. So I'm kind of working backwards here. To get to the close, you got to control and direct the situation. Great performers are very good at what they do, of course, but they are doing things to set themselves up to be great. See, this is what makes a great performer great is not that they just show up to random situations where they have no control over the circumstances or no control over the environment. And they just figure out how to make it work every time. Now, they will probably try to have you believe that that's the case. That's not actually the case. So I'm going to make sure you all understand what I'm saying. People who are great performers 
set themselves up to be great performers by putting themselves in environments in which they control some of that environment so that when they do their thing, it is already set up for them to win. Or they are not just randomly showing up in random places and doing these things. They do their homework is what they do. If you didn't hear my episode on doing your homework, a very important episode of this show that, again, can apply to many things. Listen to episode 1925. Do your homework. One way of doing your homework is setting up a situation that puts you in your best possible light and in your best position to do what you do best. That's what doing your homework means. As the saying goes, a fish is a genius in water, but on the sand, not so much. So if a fish wants to show you how amazing it is, the fish is not going to take you onto the sand to give you a demonstration of its skill, right? That would be bad, what they call place strategy. All right, the fish doesn't want to go on the sand. All right, the fish wants to go into the water because in the water, the fish is a genius. So if the fish gets to show you all of its abilities inside the water, you're looking at that fish like, damn, this fish is amazing because they're, they're doing all these crazy things that I didn't know any other living thing could do. But if you take that same fish and have it do the same demonstration on the sand, it's not going to look so good. This is the way that you should start thinking about things. This is doing your homework. It's not cheating. It's doing your homework. It's putting yourself in a position to where you are in your best light so that you can put on your best show and thusly you can get your best clothes. You can ask for what you want and actually get it. Good closers are like fish who make sure they have all of their conversations in the water. Everybody following that metaphor? A good closer is not a fish that stands on the sand and says, I'm going to prove a point by proving I can do it on the sand. No. A good closer says, hey, come into the water so we can have this conversation. And that's where they close you at because that's where they can dominate. You get it? As a salesperson, your job is not proving a point about how talented you are. As a salesperson, you have one job, close the sale. That's your job. Your job is to make sales. That's why they call you a salesperson. If you're not making sales, you ain't a salesperson. As a closer, your job is to move the conversation to where you want it to go onto terrain in which you control the situation and put yourself in the best possible positions you actually make the close. Sun Tzu said in The Art of War, if you know the enemy and you know the terrain in 100 battles, you will never be in peril. Uh, you don't want to have variables. You want to have as few variables as possible. You want to move everything onto space that you control. It's the same thing that we talk about when we talk about building lists for entrepreneurs out there. You don't want all your sales to be based on running Facebook and Google ads because Facebook and Google, they can change the game on you anytime they want to. Now your whole business is falling apart because now the area that you never had control over has changed on you and you can't keep up with their change. But if you have ownership of the way that you communicate with people, in other words, you have connections via a list or when those of you are in my text community or you're on somebody's email list, I can connect with you directly, whether Facebook or Google loves me or hates me, it doesn't matter. I can have a direct connection with you. I don't have to go through anyone to let you know how I'm doing or what I got going on or what I want to say. That's what a good closer does. They control the terrain and they control as much of the situation as possible. That's what a good closer does. That's what a good salesperson does. Any good salesperson or closer always puts themselves in the best possible position to win. This includes directing the conversation so that the close is easier and not harder. This is why good salespeople usually have a sales presentation. They have a framework for how they have a sales conversation. Even though you might not know that there's a framework to the conversation, there is a framework to the conversation. Good salespeople, that is. They have a framework that they're following, even though it may feel like you're just having a conversation. They are moving you along in a strategic way. People who actually know what they're doing, at least they are. Now, if you're doing it randomly, if you're still making sales, probably because of your talent and maybe you got good timing and maybe you got the perfect audience match. But I would suggest you professionalize what you do and start moving people along a process so that you can better predict 
your results. Magicians, for example, I'm talking about actual magicians who do magic tricks. They set up their shows so that it's easier to deceive you with their magic tricks. So usually magicians, when they are doing what seems like random magic on the street, they set that environment up ahead of time. They know what they're doing. Now, you don't know what they're doing, but they know what they're doing. That's why the magic works, quote unquote, works. There's a reason why bartenders, for example, ask you to put a card on file when you come to the bar. They ask you to put a card on file and open the tab. Why do they ask you to do that? Because if you give them your card and open the tab, it's much easier for you to say yes to the second drink and the third drink than if you got to pull out your card every single time and buy that drink. Because every time you pull out the card and buy the drink, you got to think about the fact, man, I'm buying another drink. It costs this much money. I shouldn't be drinking this much. But if you just get them the card and they put it on file, hey, you want another drink, sir? Sure, sure. You don't even have to think about it. You don't have to make a decision. You get it? You don't have to make a purchasing decision. It's easier if they already have your card. These are small things. It might seem like a very small thing, but it makes it easier for that bar to win, so to speak, and get you to spend more money because you don't have to keep making a choice every time. They reduce the number of choices you need to make, which makes it easier for you to spend more money. And they're in the business of extracting money out of you. All right. That's the whole deal. So you just got to start paying more attention to how the game works. And when you understand this, you'll start noticing these things in all places in life. And even better than noticing them is when you start actually doing them. So you're controlling the situations and not just being controlled by the situations. But people do this all the time in life. Again, as you get more conscious of it, you'll start noticing it a lot more. And again, start playing the game instead of just being in the game. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is how to be a closer. Number three thing, have material for closing. Closing is cool when you actually know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. You can understand everything I'm saying here today, but still not make any closes. So get the material that I referred to earlier, Cardone and Ziegler. Whether you are at a bar talking to some girl or guy that you want to take home, or you're trying to get a date, or you're closing the sale and trying to hit your quota for the month, and you're trying to get agreement on the money, understand something. Most people are not going to say, at least in the sales part of it, when we're talking about exchange for money, especially depending on how much money you're asking for, many people will not say yes the first time you ask for it. Doesn't mean they won't say yes ever, but they might not say yes the first time you ask. Just like the example I gave you, I was on the phone with somebody. She told me about everything that they had and I liked their product, may even still buy, but I might've said no, even if she did ask for the sale. Sometimes people don't say yes the first time you ask for it. Maybe because of sticker shock, maybe because they were just trying to find out how much it was so they can you know, make plans around it. Maybe because they're shopping around, maybe because who knows, maybe they just Whatever way you ask is not the way that's going to trigger them to take action. Many reasons why people don't say yes the first time. I've been in sales conversations, depending on what I was selling, I've been in sales conversations that have lasted for hours. Yes, hours, sales conversations. And it, it's not like I was talking for hours trying to present the product. It's from the time that I first asked for the sale to the time that a final decision was rendered, yes or no, it's been hours. I've been in these conversations before. This has been everything from network marketing to gym memberships to electronics, coaching products to talking to girls at clubs. There are times, I ain't saying they always take hours, but there are long conversations between the time I make my first proposal to the time we get a final decision. It takes time. And here's what you have to understand. If the person that you're talking to really doesn't want to buy what you are selling, if they really just do not do not want it, you know what they're going to do? They're not going to keep talking to you. So let's do some deductive reasoning here. If me and you are talking and I'm making you an offer, I'm trying to sell you something. And I asked you an hour ago if you would buy and you did not say yes. You said something, but you didn't say yes. And it's an hour later and we're still in the conversation. Here's something that I know for sure. You want to buy, 
Because if you didn't want to buy, you would have just said no. And the conversation would have been over. Right. Why are we still talking? We're still talking because you want to buy. You just need me to lead and direct the conversation. You need me to close the conversation and get you to say what you want to say. But you're not going to say you're not just going to give it to me. You're going to make me earn it. And as a closer, this is the deal. This is the game. All right. You should be happy when this is happening because now it's just a test of your skill. And if you have skill, you should be happy when somebody tests it because this gives you more opportunity to show it off. If someone really doesn't want to buy from you, they're not going to go back and forth and keep talking to you. They're just going to get up and leave. They will say no and it'll be over. If someone keeps talking to you, even if they didn't say yes, they are giving you, literally giving you an opportunity to see what they need to say, what they need to hear in order for you to make it easy for them to say yes. They are waiting for you to do it, but you got to take control of the situation. This is the mindset of the closer. I am in control of the situation. I have material. I have skill. I'm going to close this deal. It's just a matter of when. They are giving you a chance. When someone continues in a conversation with you, but they haven't said yes yet, they are giving you an opportunity to do your job. This example that I gave you, and I'm on the phone with this people at this sales company, I was giving this woman an opportunity to do her job. She just didn't do it. She didn't have any material to keep the conversation going. She wasn't sure what to do. I think she had been trained to just present whatever the thing is, the product, then present the price, and then either the person says yes or no, and then that's it. And maybe they got so many prospects and so many clients that it doesn't matter whether I say yes or no. Maybe that's their situation. Who knows? But I, what I do know is that she missed out on the sales simply because she didn't have closing material and she didn't even ask me to buy. So you got to be prepared, salesperson, to do your job by having the material to close. What do I mean when I say material to close? I'll give you another example. One of my first sales jobs, actually, this is the first sales job I ever actually got hired for, but I never actually got around to doing the job. I was still in training when I just stopped showing up. It was selling landline phone service. Those of you who know what a landline phone is, go to your, your grandma's house. She probably has a phone that has a little cord connected to it and the cord is plugged into the wall. Those are the kind of phones we used before we had cell phones and smartphones. So that's called a landline phone. So my first job out of college, I got hired to sell landline phone service. And the only thing I got out of that job that was useful as far as learning material was the guy who was training me, his name was Matt. He had been there for a while. And he explained this concept that you need to have a lot of closing material. It's kind of like having a gun with a whole bunch of bullets in the chamber. And he explained to me, all right, so when you first try to make the sale, you're going to fire your first bullet at the prospect, not trying to kill them, but trying to get them to close. They might not close, but you don't want to have only one bullet because now you shot your only bullet. Now you have nothing else to say. Now you can't close the sale. But if you have 10 more bullets in the chamber, now you can just keep trying with different bullets until you find a bullet that works. Some of you are trying to close with only one bullet. And if that bullet misses, then you're a shit out of luck. It's better if you had 10 bullets. 10 bullets just means you need to step up the material that you have at your disposal so you have more options for getting the deal done. Because some people will want to hear you say bullet number two. Some people want to hear bullet number five. Some people want to hear bullet number nine. But if you don't have bullets number two, five, and nine, then you can never get around to them. You only got bullet number one. Some people will close on bullet number one, but not everybody. So you need to have enough bullets in your chamber such that if and when the first bullet doesn't do the job, then you have more. You got more to work with. You don't want to be stuck with nothing else to say. You shot every bullet you got left. Now, the only thing left is in the throw the gun at the person. You hope you hit them upside the head. This is what happens to many amateur closers is that you don't have enough material to keep a conversation going when your first attempt does not work. Also, keep in mind that many people who are professional buyers, meaning they've been in these conversations a lot more than you, they have, may have more bullets in their mind than you even have at your disposal. They're going to push back at your attempts at closing just to see 
how much closing material you actually have. They want to see how good you actually are, even if they intend to say yes. And I've had this happen in the speaking business and the coaching business and all kinds of businesses, even in uh, relationship dating situations. I've had people do this. Just keep the conversation going just to see how much material I got. Just see, let me just see how much game you actually have. All right, people will do this to you, especially people who are very professional. They want to find out how professional you are and if you have the resources to keep going. As the saying goes, when it comes to closing materials, better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. So make sure you load yourself up with closing material so that you can do these things we're talking about here today. Let's recap today's class, which is how to be a closer. In my training, Selling 101, I talked about this last step that a lot of people miss out on. You got the first three steps, but the last step is actually asking for the sale. And what we're really talking about here today is the mindset and the skills that go with it. Number one, ask for the close, whatever it may be. Closed mouths don't get fed. If you don't ask for the sale, do not expect people to force the sale upon you. Most of the time, that's not going to happen. Sometimes people will buy from you and you fail to sell or fail to close. Most of the time when you fail to close, people will not buy anything and it is your fault. Number two, control and direct the situation. Great performers are very good at what they do. Yes, but they are doing things to set themselves up to be great. In other words, they do their homework that puts them in an environment that is conducive to them being successful. And you might not even know what they're doing to set it up but they are doing something to set it up. People don't just randomly show up and they're just this good no matter what situation. They set the situation up for them to win. They set up the environment to make them successful. Number three, have material for closing. Whether you're talking to a girl or a guy at the bar or you're, and trying to get a date or you're closing the sale and trying to get an agreement on the money, people will not always say yes the first time. That's why you got to have a bunch of bullets in your chamber so that if the first bullet doesn't land, you got another and another and another bullet that you can shoot to see which one is going to work. And many professional prospects who might have just as much selling and buying experience as you do, if not more, they will keep the conversation going just to see how much game you actually have. And if you have no game, they won't buy from you. They'll buy from somebody who actually has game. And game means you need closing material. You need enough material to keep the conversation going, even when the person hasn't said yes and you feel like you have knocked everything out. I would really suggest the one that if I was to take all the closing materials and the training stuff that I've heard and read and say the best one is Zig Ziglar, Secrets of Closing the Sale. It's an audio book. It's also on YouTube and it's also on, you can probably find it on some audio streaming services as well. I would suggest everybody listen to that because you will learn some techniques just for, you could even use these in regular everyday conversation that will help you close sales, help you nail down deals, help you nail down agreements with other people because selling, getting an agreement is a sale, even if it's just an idea. So sometimes people want to find out how professional you are, how much resources you have. And if you can stay in a conversation, if you can't, they won't give you their business because they just don't respect you. You want people to respect you. You got to have just as much game than they have, if not more. All that said, text me to my number to get my daily motivation. My number is 305-384-6894. And if you want to work with me directly and get access to my work on your game system, go to work on your game university.com so you can join my masterminds and get access to the full system. Again, workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number. 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.